Welcome back to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your guest host this week, Alan McFarland. We're going to have a really big show today. Hopefully we do. I believe we will because you have the Revolver Broadcasting crew here with an empty chair. So we're definitely going to make up for the lack of people we have here today. So introducing right here on the orange mic, the man, the myth, the legend, Louis Rodriguez. Thank you for having me. We're definitely going to have that big show, right? (laughs) Welcome back. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Yes, I just came from the dead. (laughs) (laughs) And before we get to this guy, everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. He's he's usually a red mic aficionado. He's on the green mic today. I would just like to um, invite all of you to come out. Invite. uh, Invite. I'd like to invite you all to come out and subscribe, like, share everything that is Revolver Broadcasting. Whether that be, obviously, Faith, Family, and Politics, Rodriguez Rants, Laughing Libertarian, if you will, just don't bring the kids. And on the audio side, we have What is the Truth with Danny Tippett. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to love that show. So if you, if, I mean, if you, even, if you even remotely like this one, you'll love that one. Uh, <laughs> and we hope you'll... You like this a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly. <laughs> Our views went up here recently, so we're like, ah, maybe there's something to this. Right? <laughs> and we're just going to keep growing, guys. Yeah. So we really appreciate you tuning in and sharing this and getting out there and maybe uh, dragging some friends in on it, too. All right? Yeah, yeah certainly. I, I can see in the analytics who's viewing and not sharing. So Ooh. expect a knock on the door. You're Santa Clausing it. Yeah. Got, got to share. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh, you want to tell us a little bit about what, we got, what we're doing tonight? Yeah, so the, the title is uh, Three Amigos. So I'm going to tell the story of uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, uh, there's going to be two different versions of the story. The first one's going to be the official from the B-I-B-L-E. Uh, and then uh, we'll switch it over to uh, the reboot. Okay. And... Uh, Written by yours truly, and uh, I hope everybody enjoys it, and, and it goes uh, aluminum. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I guess uh, kick us off. Do some, some prayer. prayer. Yeah. Uh, Father God, we want to thank you for this uh, chance to get together with uh, Alan and Louie here and have some fellowship and be able to put this podcast together week in, week out, and it's it's been such a blessing. Uh, we're you know going in episode twenty four. Who, who who knew that this could be a thing, and um, and we got people out there that are, are truly uh, you know enjoying the show and getting a lot of out, out of it and learning your word. And uh, I hope that they get everything that they can out of this tonight, Lord. Uh, in in your Son Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 I was as soon as you're like he's. Hopefully they get everything they can out of this podcast. I was going to go, because we're bringing it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it would have been welcomed. It would have been welcomed. <laughs> you know. um, so, yeah, as I said, uh, the three amigos. So, uh, and in the original story, we have uh, a king named Nebuchadnezzar. Excuse me. He, he had made an image of gold um, whose weight was uh, – let me go back. Uh, let's just make, mention the uh, – the chapter and verse here. So Daniel chapter three, verses one through thirty. So it's the entire chapter, um, but it's not a long chapter. Okay, uh, <laughs> so it's not going to feel too drawn out. Except King, except his name <laughs> being that long yeah, probably Nebuch- takes up a significant <laughs> portion of every page. Imagine that in roll call. Nebuchadnezzar. 
Just calling you Nebs. <laughs> Nebs. Get your hand up, Nebs. Or Nezzy. <laughs> That's his rap name. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, so King Nebuchadnezzar uh, made an image of gold whose weight, uh, uh, whose height was 60 cubits, and its breadth was 60 cubits. So we'll get to those actual those measurements in, in Imperial uh, after, uh, after the reboot. Um, he set it upon the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. The king Neb- uh, Nebuchadnezzar sent, out, uh, sent to gather the, the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image that the king Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the satraps, the prefects, all those people, we'll, just, we'll, we'll shorten that, <laughs> Provinces, uh, officials of the provinces gathered for the dedication of the image of the king Nebuchadnezzar. They uh, stood before the, the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and the, the herald proclaimed aloud, You are commanded, O peoples na- of, of the nations and languages, that when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, tri- uh, trigon, harp, bagpipe, instruments, if you hear the music, uh, <laughs> and every kind of band, yeah. Oh, right? Yeah, they had the, the whole band, you know. So, if you hear the whole band, it's time for you. Uh, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whosoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, as soon as uh, all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, pipe, all the music, uh, all the peoples uh, of the nations. And languages, they fell down and worshipped the golden image King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. He's got quite a name. Um, <laughs> so, therefore, at the time, uh, uh, therefore, at the time, certain time, the Chaldeans came forward and maliciously accused the Jews. They declared to King Nebuchadnezzar, "O King, live forever. O King, have uh, you have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, pipe." all the music, shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship your golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in a furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought to him. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is this true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now if you are ready, when you hear the uh, sound of the horn, the harp, all the music, to fall down and worship the, the image that I have made, well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And who, and who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If, uh, if this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, it be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was uh, filled with fury 
and the expression of the face, uh, his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace be heated seven times more hot than it was usually heated. That's really mad, right? I mean, that's not quite, I mean, if you get tossed in there, at least you're getting vaporized much more quickly, I guess. Or Yeah. You know, I mean, it's less painful. They could they could set you in there at like two fifty, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna turn over now. Yeah, I was saying like uh, two fifty, fifteen minutes each side, till I'm golden painful. brown. Yeah, till I'm golden brown or I match Trump, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful, beautiful, uh, so beautiful brown. <laughs> <laughs> and he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace was overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Talk about getting burnt. Yeah, definitely. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, Did we not cast thee men uh, bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, But I see four men unbound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like the son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, Come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. And the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the important people, right? The elites. <laughs> Gathered together and saw the fire that had, that had not any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed. Their cloaks were not harmed. And no smell of fire had come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar had, uh, answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants, who trusted in him, and set aside the king's command, and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and, and worship any god except their own god. Big G. Uh, therefore I make a decree. Any people, nation, language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn from limb to limb. And their house, uh, house is laid in ruins, for there is no other god who is able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So they, they got to become, I believe, chancellors. Um, so what a story, right? They, you know, they, they refused to bend the knee. They were not going to bow to this golden god. No other gods before me, like you said before, right, Louis? Mm-hmm. And... Um, they understood this, and they, they practiced this. They practiced what they preached. And uh, talk about going against, uh, well, I mean, we're, we're seeing a lot of that mirrored in today's society, I think. Yeah. Right? So that's why I wrote this version. So a king known as Biden had made a large golden statue of himself, 90, uh, 90 feet high and nine feet across. He sent for all the politicians, celebrities, musicians, and members of the mainstream media. He wanted them to see the statue he had made. And I put it up, but it was dead too. 
Probably. That's where the gold came from. <laughs> and, that you know, the king's right hand dude, whatever they call it, held a press conference saying, by executive order of the king, everyone, be they man, woman, or other, when they hear the sound of Christina Aguilera, Lady Gaga, and Lizzo, they are to fall down and worship the statue of the king. Anyone who doesn't fall down and worship will be immediately called a racist and tossed into a university lecture on fat pride. I love this. Following this press conference, the people threw on masks in fear of the cancel culture they, they longed to avoid. So when they heard the sounds of these pop stars, everyone, be they boy, boy, man, woman, Z, they all fell down and worshipped the statue of the king. Then certain purple-haired people, say that five times fast, <coughs> came out and accusing the conservatives. They told the king, Long live the king! You had a press conference that declared an executive order. Everyone who hears the sounds of Disney... Netflix or Hulu should fall down and worship. Those who don't shall be called transphobic and throttled on social media. There are certain conservatives whom operate a small podcast. It's called Faith, Family, and Politics. Joshua, Alan, and Louie. These men, O King, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your woke agenda or worship your golden statue. Then Biden, in a furious rage, commanded that Joshua, Allen, and Louis be brought to him. So they brought these men before the king. Biden asked them, saying, Is it true, Joshua, Allen, and Louis, that you do not bow to the woke agenda or worship the golden statue I have made? Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the January 6th committee, fall down and worship my statue, well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall be immediately banned from Twitter. And I heard Camilla say, burn them, burn them. <laughs> right? And, uh, but, but nobody cares about her opinion. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, she and, is the vice president. And he said, and who is the God that will deliver you from my hands? Joshua, Allen, and Louie answered and said, Oh, sleepy Joe, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the woke agenda and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your mainstream media or worship your golden statue you have made. Then Biden was filled with fury, and the expression of his face turned against Joshua, Allen, and Louis. He ordered they be canceled from everywhere, <clears throat> and he ordered members of Antifa to tie them up. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> right. Then these men were bound in Antifa masks, pink hats, and zip ties. Ah, oh, not the pink hats. <laughs> <laughs> and they were uh, thrown into cancel culture. Can you believe it? Because no one can escape cancel culture if they apologize or cowtail in any way, the people who threw Joshua, Allen, and Louie uh, into cancel culture became canceled. It's almost like the snake is eating its own tail. And these three men fell bound into cancel culture. Then King Biden was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to the mainstream media, Did we not cast them into cancel culture? They answered and said to the king, True, O king, he answered and said, But I see four men, unbound, walking in the midst of cancel culture, and they are not phased. 
and the appearance of the fourth is like the son of the gods. Then Biden came near to the door of cancel culture. He declared, Joshua, Alan, Louis, servants of the Most High God, come out here. Come see me. Then Joshua, Alan, and Louis came out of the cancel culture unscathed. And the politicians, celebrities, musicians, and members of the mainstream media gathered together and saw that cancel culture had not any power over these men. They were, uh, they were not banned anywhere. They were still getting comments and shares. <laughs> Biden answered and said, Blessed be the God of Joshua, Allen, and Louis, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants, who trusted in him and set aside the king's executive order and gave up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree, any people from anywhere that speaks anything against the god Joshua, Allen, and Louis shall be sent to Chicago or Detroit, and their houses will be laid to ruins, for there is no other god who is able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Joshua, Allen, and Louis on all forms of media. The end. I like it. Like that one. That one really... It just hit me. Yeah. Just hit. It just hit different. It felt like you were in it. The story. Maybe. Maybe. It really. You know. Just. It, it held my attention. <laughs> well, you notice this week, um, we have the these three amigos sitting around here, and uh, we have a, a fourth empty chair. My hope is that uh, you know the Son of God is filling that seat right here with us. Yeah, that's my hope. I mean, at least in spirit, anyway. Right, the Holy Spirit we talked about in the past and uh you know i think we've all talked about it before there's one god and uh we're not going to be bowing to to biden we're not going to be bowing to susan wajitski no. um so get ready because we're coming <laughs> definitely definitely we're not stopping yeah. at all yeah. we're keep pushing and pushing and pushing so i noticed i noticed you know they were pushing for all of us to have likes and Shares, but I didn't hear any subscribes in there, Josh. <laughs> oh, yeah, what was, what was that? And wait, they got wait. subscribes too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had all the subscriptions. <laughs> That's gospel, guys. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's right there in black and white in the uh, Joshua version of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure that Nancy was out there with the king drinking? The uh, she was uh, probably drinking and writhing in pain. <laughs> yeah. I assume the but gold came from her husband <laughs> <laughs> and all of uh, his stock picks. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he's really good at uh, picking them stocks. So he? great at it. Just, uh, just uh, better than, uh, uh, oh man, what is that guy? Uh, I can't remember his name. The one that does really well in the stock markets. Uh, I know he's like, he's buddy, buddy with George Soros is all I know. Uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, he's, He's probably one of the best. Yeah. I don't know. What I, don't know if, I don't even know if we're allowed to say his name, mm. but he is, you know, part owner of Berkshire Hathaway. That's okay. as far as we're allowed to go. Yeah, maybe so. He has too much money for us to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, in the past I've said like, you know, um, Susan Wojcicki, YouTube. Wow. I'm like, this, this is no more. This is decreed today right here on, on this program. <laughs> we're not doing it anymore. We we don't have to, no, yeah, not at all. We say what we want to say, yeah, or we have a nice little place that we're already residing anyway called Rumble. So yeah, well, and you know we're we're breaking out. I mean, people are 
Hey, we're getting the likes, the shares, the comments. Oh, you're showing the love. Sorry, I, I got one zit, and I was like, great, you're talking about us breaking out. You get, you get one zit, and Josh calls you out when you're host. <laughs> it's right there. No, it's right. <laughs> I'll keep it behind the microphone. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I think we can we can apply this to our daily lives as well, you know, because um, uh, so often we get asked to um, do things uh, or, or cowtail to things or give up God. Uh, in the name of whomever feels themselves more powerful or more worthy or more important. Or even more offended. Yeah. I mean, that, well, it falls in importance, right? Yeah. It's entitlement. It was right there in the story as well. But, uh, you know, things you'll get called. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, but even in your new life, because I know that I've seen in, in recent times and, and, and jobs are hard to, um, it's hard to get people to work right now. But jobs are still like insistent on telling people, no, not the not the my not my workplace. But there are a lot of jobs out there that are willing to tell people, you, you can't have God, you can't talk about God at your workplace. That's not allowed. Um, you know, we're more important. You have to be professional. Well, I'll say this: uh, part of me and who I am, and that's that's just how it is. That that's where everything comes from. That's where everything stems from. Uh, for me, is is God? It's the center of everything, right, Louis? Yeah, it, true. What gets me is I'm, I'm so sorry, Louis. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, buddy. God is the center, and He's the man. He's the only one for us. He's our savior. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was just gonna say those workplaces right now, especially, are perfectly fine with you uh, talking about anywhere you fall on the LGBTQ plus pride spectrum. You know. Because yeah. that's inclusive. But you know what's what's even more inclusive or what's most inclusive? God. God. Right? I mean, if if God loves all, loves all of us, then I mean, how is that not inclusive? Right. Yeah. It loves us through our faults and, and everything. So, I mean, going back to my message, I think it was episode three, I can't remember. Uh, we called it You Are Enough. Go back and watch that one, I'm telling you. Um, so don't let anybody tell you that you have to bow or give up you know, who you are, and definitely don't give up your faith. Uh, th- that just steals your joy. Uh, I can I can attest to praise report, everybody, because I woke up this morning, uh, and for those of you who have watched previous episodes, you, you've heard me talk about pain in my legs, pain in my feet, and, uh, and I've had this going on for some time. And I woke up today, I didn't have any pain in my legs. No pain in my feet, no pain in my knees. I could actually pull my knees up a little bit, and actually touch I, I, for the first time in a long time, I was able to stretch my legs and not hobble everywhere. Well, and don't, I, don't worry, Josh, you're still a pain in my yeah. neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'll continue to be so because somebody has got to put you in your place. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, don't, don't give up and, and know that God is in your corner always. So, if someone tells you you got to get rid of God, uh, then then they're they're wrong, just flat out they're wrong. Don't bow, and you'll be blessed for it. I mean, just look at what happened to these uh, three guys here. Uh, what was their names? Uh, Joshua, Allen, and Louis. Pretty cool dudes, I think. Screw references, but but I'm happy to hear about them. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I know I'm finishing up a little a, a little bit early, but uh, do you got a 
some a family portion for us, Alan? A family portion for us. I was hoping we'd kind of be able to build off of what you were talking about. Um, you know, absolutely, absolutely, right? And I mean, I was just, I was just thinking, you know, I, this doesn't really go along with the family portion thing. I guess I'm kind of adding to what you were talking about and how, um, you know, don't give up. Don't give up your God, don't give up your religion, things like that. And talking about the workplace and such. And, you know, while I'm not a, a big man of God, I do believe in God. Uh, my views are a little different than a lot of people. Yeah. I don't typically get into them. If someone was to ask me, I would definitely explain them. I would never attack someone else's views. I, I don't right. really, that's not my game. Um, well, when it comes to religion, at least. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but where I was going to go with that was, you know, with this month being what it is and yeah. with their symbol being the rainbow and it, you know, really kind of gets to me knowing that the rainbow was, was the symbol God gave us that we'd never have to deal with that again. Right. We'd never have to deal with that. The flood, yeah. the flood. Right. Yeah. But I feel like that's, you know, I feel like it's such a mockery of it being the way it's being used. Um, it's almost like they're waving the flag in our face. <laughs> right. Or they're hiding behind the rainbow. Yeah. Hey, hey, God, please don't don't smite me. Don't strike me down for how I live my life. I'm behind your rainbow. Remember your rainbow? You can't do anything to me, right? So, you know, um, again, and I don't want to come off hateful. Not hateful at all. It's just uh, very ironic. It, 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 I think it's distasteful, honestly. Um, I know that there's a flag for every version of whatever they're calling anything else. Like, Cause I, I talked about this before on a previous episode where it's like, uh, I understand what gay is. I understand what uh, lesbian is. I understand what bisexual is because there's two genders and then they have all these other different types of sexualities. And apparently they have all, all have their own flags too. And they're not exactly rainbow colored. They are still st striped like the rainbow flag, but I, I'm confused by all of it. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, they change it every day though. And as, I've even heard of people, uh, there, there was a podcast not too long ago um, where um, the individual had changed, I think, at least two to three times throughout the podcast what their pronouns were. And I'm like, you are what you were born. You know, God made you beautiful just the way he wanted you to be. Um, and maybe you feel... Like you don't belong in that body. Maybe, maybe you feel that way. You think you feel that way. That's, that's a sign that you need um, help from the right person. If they're telling you, you need to change something about you in order to, once again, it's like bowing the knee, right? Right. If they tell you that you need to change something about yourself, uh, whether that be your, your gender or any, anything, if you need, if they tell you you need to change your physical attributes in order to, tell your truth, then they're not the right help. You need to go find other help. People that will surround you with, with love and kindness in the, in the right way mm -hmm. and show you that being you who God made you to be is the most beautiful, wonderful thing you can be. And mm -hmm. it's the best truth because it's the real truth. Absolutely. And that's, that's why you see, you know, not to be real dark here, but that's why you don't see suicide rates change after operations. You know, it's pre-op and post-op suicide rates for these people are exactly the same because they don't feel like they fit in. They don't feel like they belong even in their own body. It actually upticks by half a, half a percent. Oh, is it a half a percent? Half a percent, okay. yeah. And so, you know, you, you see that and, and you don't really, 
it's, and I touched on this in my last show, you know, it's not about not being what you were born. It's about being a different version of whatever sex you were born anyway. You know, just because you're more prone to want to wear, I don't know, a dress, a dress doesn't define you as who you are. It really doesn't. I mean, some people do whatever. At the end of the day, it's a pair, it's clothing. And sure, we have a traditional idea as to what, who it goes on. But it's okay if you're a man who doesn't seek to be muscular. And yeah. you're, it's okay if you're a man who doesn't seek to go hunting and fishing and everything else. We all have our likes, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a woman. It doesn't mean that you're a woman. Yeah. And so maybe you're just a, a guy who has different, uh, different liking, different things to like, different interests. But that doesn't mean somehow, some way you were born in the wrong body. I mean, I'm not a dad, but I have a dad bod. There you go. At, about beautifully and wonderfully made, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so this is, you know, I, I hate the, I really hate hearing, uh, I was never meant to be this. I was born the, in the wrong body, you know, things like that. Like, no, your, your personality is just X and this is how you feel and this is how you live your yeah. life. And that's fine. Like you're in, you're in America, live your life. Yeah. You know, there, there used to be this thing where some girls were more masculine and we called them tomboys. And, uh, well, um, some boys were a little more, uh, feminine, <laughs> effeminate. And we usually called them sissies, but they usually grew out of it, you know, cause they, cause they get toughened up when being boys, when boys will be boys, that's a, that's a saying for a reason, because you get called sissy a few times, you toughen up real quick. Well, and Tom and, and tomboys, they, you know, they typically, you know, it's yeah. not like all tomboys went on to be lesbians. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, a lot of them, that's just how they were raised. It's, Sometimes I mean, they just like wearing overalls and driving a Ford truck. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're in the wrong body. Yeah. So go ahead. Yes. Sorry, Lou. What I want to say is, you know, God made the world. Yep. He made the animals. He made us. Beautifully and wonderfully. And he made it perfectly. Yep. Now when he made us, he made you a man. And he made a woman. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to go away from that, being a woman or a man, you're going against God. Because yeah. God made you that way. He made you perfect. But if you don't want to be that, quite all right. You know, we can't force you to be whatever you want to be. You know, we can't force you to go back. But think about it. You know, God made you one way, and that's the way he made you. And you should accept it. If you don't want to, you know, you want to go against God, that's up to you. You know, that's yeah. what I got to say. I'd say if they're, if they're going to make that decision, they need to pray on it, for sure. A number one, pray on it. Read their Bible, see what that says, because that's, I mean, that's the how to think. You know, when you want to tackle a situation, that's the how to think. Uh, find a good uh, counselor. I, I won't say go to a, a, a psychiatrist or anything like that. I say find a good counselor, someone that's a little more, I'd say, on the level because a psychiatrist is just going to probably put meds in you in your body and, and tell you you need to transition and transition your children and all this other stuff because they've been told that in the university that they were um, brainwashed at. But... 
Yeah, that you're struggling in the wrong body and they think they're fixing something by by having you, you know, tear yourself apart. But if you have a good counselor, someone that will talk with you, um, I, I think you'll find that you'll grow, you'll grow out of it really quickly because these are just thoughts that you had in your, in your head. Um, and they're not necessarily something you need to act on, act on. I, I, I fully will, I uh, will fully contest any of those thoughts where you think that you were born in the wrong body. Cause I I'm telling you right now, you were born in the correct body. You were born just the way God wanted you to be. Um, uh, uh, speaking of, uh, being the way you're, 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 you're meant to be. Um, we had the, we had this, uh, stars align, um, this, this, uh, week, uh, early, early this week. Wow. It's, it's going off there a little bit. Didn't it? <laughs> it's delightful so, chimes. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, um, a friend of the show, uh, Mr. Jeremy Hess, whom I, whom I work with on our day job, um, Watch the episodes. He's on. He's on. They're yeah. hilarious. Yeah, he's he's a fantastic guy. Uh, everybody loves him. That meets him. Uh, I got to meet his parents today, so that was really cool. Um, but uh, on on Tuesday, he had a he had a seizure, and uh, and I happened it happened to be he was sitting down. Uh, I was there with him. I was able to help him, and and and, and our other coworker was able to call nine one one, and and. Uh, and everything was where it was supposed to be, including uh, you. Include yeah, including me. And imagine if if I had made one little change, trying to change myself or something, or if Jeremy tried to make make a little change where he was, you know, maybe he didn't feel comfortable with who he was, or or other coworker had made a little change and decided they didn't like who they were, or where they were at, and decided, well, you know, I'm gonna go up, I'm gonna go to the bathroom because. Uh, I, I feel like I'm a person who's going to the bathroom right now, not not actually feeling like they have to go to the bathroom, you know, identifying as though they're a person going to the bathroom. Let's put it that way. I'm a full bladder person. <laughs> right. I'm not a partial bladder person. I'm a yeah. full bladder person. I identify as someone who needs to urinate. <laughs> Laura's over us right now. Yeah. That's uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, thank God that, that everything went the way it was supposed to. We, we, we all were who we were supposed to. Be supposed to be at the time we didn't change we didn't bow and 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 jeremy made it through okay uh he got to go to the va hospital and they took care take very took very good care of him and i was so happy to hear his voice on the other side of the the phone and uh, uh just a, just a day later and and he was fine he was joking and carrying on and he was himself thank god thank god exactly and uh i, I wouldn't i wouldn't change a thing about any of the people uh, around me. I wouldn't change a thing. Beautifully and wonderfully made. Don't ever change who you are and don't think that you have to change for anyone. And God had Josh in the right place to help him. That's what's good about it. Yeah. God always puts somebody in your place to help you out. And he happened to have Josh right there to help him. Thank God for that too. Yeah. And it was one of those, because um, I'm sure that both you guys have been to those situations before where you've had to help somebody out. And well, that's, yeah. what, I was, that's what I was going to do. I was going to ask Louie, like, if a moment maybe he could remember when he was in the right place at the right time with the Superman cape on. <laughs> Quite a few times. At one time, I'm driving the truck. We're, we're going to a job. 
me and my homeboy were going to a job to go because I used to work for the glass company. And um, we're at the light. This lady runs up to my truck because I was the driver. And she's looking at me, and I'm looking at her, and I thought she was crazy. But she was trying to get help for me, and I didn't figure it out. But then she ran towards the other side where it was a Fort Lane um, traffic, and she dropped right mm-hmm. there. And when I saw that, I saw oncoming traffic. I drove the truck around her and blocked her from getting hit from a car. We got out, we put a, we didn't have nothing to put in her mouth, so we put a comb. I don't know if that was the wrong thing, but we put a comb in her mouth so she won't swallow or bite her tongue. And we held the dam, we called the cops, and the cops came, and they told us we did the right thing, and um, in a way, we was glad, you know, that we did. The second time, we was going to, from after we did our job, we was going to the shop to take the truck back. Close to the shop, this man was in the ground, just shaking, and foam coming out of his mouth. So we put him to the side, and we got some um, bounty and started cleaning his mouth. And luckily, there was a jeep that pulled up, and it was a fireman. And um, he said, I'll take over from here. And that was the second time we we went through something like that, with somebody getting an epileptic fit. Yeah, when you see moments like that, it's like you go into hyper-focus. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, these things, because I had, and Alan, you remember this from, from third grade, Basic A training, mm-hmm. bat training. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, I remember that. They gave us a little card. They got the little card it? that we were, you know, we were CPR certified. Yeah. So my brain clicked all the way back. And I was like, what was in basic A training? And I remembered them talking about all of a sudden it was like, boom. I can remember everything they said about seizures. And uh, so it was, it was meant, like I said, everything was meant to be. So like imagine the fact that our, our teacher had decided this is what we're going to do. We're going to teach these young kids how to have basic aid training. And that was the thing that came forward in my mind all those years later. And I knew exactly what I needed to do. Incredible. And yeah, it, it, it hyper-focused. And I'm sure that you did the same thing, right? Right, Louie? Yeah. yeah it's hyper-focused. You zeroed in on what you needed to do and took care of the person. Yeah. We didn't think we just jumped to it and started helping the man out. You know, oh, that's incredible. It really is amazing. I, you know, I, I don't think I have a good story for that. You know, my, my helping is pretty superficial compared to what you guys have done. You know, it's uh, I saw a guy and his daughter, it's freezing cold. Their car's broken down. I pushed their help, push their car and took them to a, a warm place that where they knew some people and things like that. Some strangers. Um, I don't think I've ever had to deal with taking care of someone in a life or death situation or uh, my dad, had, my dad was epileptic. Epilepsy. So I was pretty used to seizures. Um, I didn't really, I mean, so much so that I didn't think they were a big deal. Yeah. Not saying they're not, not trying to downplay that or say they're not today, but growing up with it, I was so used to my dad having them that it was like, okay, dad's having a seizure. Never realized how, how horrible they really are to the body and all the things that can actually happen. Yeah. Um, but man, you guys are incredible. I mean, 
I just wish I had a story to really share there. I can only think of the, th- the few times I've helped people, you know, with their cars broken down and things like that. Nothing, nothing life on the line. But you got to imagine though, you know, just some random fellow showing up in a vehicle and, and help, helping them push their car and, and, and take them to a place that's warm. I mean, it, there might be a story that they tell Christmas after Christmas, they all get together or Thanksgiving. And instead of, uh, getting them out mad about, uh, whatever's going on with uh, summer of 2020 or, or whatever else, you know, is going on with this uh, this stuff that was in our story today. Um, right. They're talking about that, that well, I mean, maybe to them, uh, you know, they might say, oh, there was an angel, you know, because like, there's there's people that uh, believe that, I, I'm, I'm sure that there's people that believe that, uh, you know, in that instance, you, you were just, because they may, may never seen you again. Right place, right time, right? Right place, right, right, right time. You were, you were beautifully, wonderfully made. You were right where you needed to be. And who knows, that might have set them on a particular path. It was all, God had the entire plan written out, right? And he knew that he could lean on you a little bit and you'd go, you got it, dude. <laughs> I will tell you one funny one, though. Uh, I was driving, I was at a buddy's house and I ran down to the gas station to get some drinks for everyone. Yeah. And I hop out of my car and I have a, you know, just like just like everybody else, the other two men at this table, Um I have a pretty big heart for wanting to help, wanting to help people. Yeah. Um, people in need. I don't typically want to help most people, but if they're in need, I absolutely, if they're, if they're having their worst day, I want to make their day better. That's typically how it is. I'm not the person who's going to go here. Let me hand you a sandwich just because, but if you're having your worst day, I want to make sure it doesn't end as your worst day. And I stopped at a gas station, get away some drinks. And no, I wasn't doing this to make their lives better. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so uh, this young man approaches me. I feel old saying that. Um, I was probably upper mid to upper twenties. This guy was definitely like 18, 17. And he comes with me. He's like, sir, sir, sir. I'm like, okay. And the guy's approaching me and he's like, my car's broken down. Is there any way you could possibly help me? Like, I just need to jump. Yeah. Sure. I'm thinking he's going to be right across the street. He's like, will you give me a ride? Well, now I'm letting a stranger in my car. I don't know him. He's got his girlfriend with him. She looks incredibly embarrassed. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Against my better judgment, these kids are having a rough day. They came up, they approached me. It, it doesn't feel like I'm, I should be in any danger. So I start driving. They're like, okay, go down this road. So I start, I'm going down this road, I'm getting in an area where there's no street lights, there's no houses. It's getting way back in here. And I'm starting to get They're They're sitting behind me in my car. I'm like, man, I think I maybe, maybe I made a bad decision here. Right. So I keep going. He's telling me now I'm off the road entirely. Now I'm driving down little paths, um, in an area where they're constructing something. Right. I'm like, man, this is not good. This is not good. This is not good. I keep driving. I keep driving. I've got, by the way, I'm only putting myself in danger here. I've got one person from my friend's house in the passenger seat. So I'm putting them in danger too, because I'm just a good guy. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. <laughs> right. So we drive all the way back there. Their car is sitting there by itself. There's a few outbuildings around it, high grass and things like that. And I'm like, man, this is not good. This is not good. So I get out of the car and I just told the other person, hey, you know, move over into the driver's seat while I'm not in the car. If something goes awry, leave. Leave me. Yeah. Like, I need, it doesn't help if both of us die here. Right. So, um, <laughs> so they get in the car and I get out. I start to jump their car and apparently they were, uh, out after curfew, uh, teenagers away from their parents, 
and listening to music with I the can, air conditioning running. And I can put two and two together. Yeah. Yeah, and their car died. <laughs> their car, their car, that's why she was so embarrassed, right? Yeah. And it was it, out past her curfew, and she had to get home. I jumped their car. He he gave me a big handshake and thanked me so much and went on his way. And the, the whole time whole time I'm outside the car jumping his car, I'm like, man, someone's going to jump out from behind those buildings. You know, I'm way back here away from civilization. I don't have any way to protect myself at the time. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I really made a bad decision. But again, that turned their their night around. <laughs> yeah, you did a good job because uh, you don't know if anything could have happened to them. Right, yeah. nobody would have helped them. Somebody could have come out. You know all the stories. They get stuck, and then somebody comes out and kills them. You could have yeah. probably saved them from being killed. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's Once saving. again, it could have been a story that they tell. You know, at least until they see this episode, because certainly it's going to be so popular that they're going to be. Like, of course. They're like, wow, he's telling our story. (laughs) We thought he was an angel this whole time. Because 13 years later, they are married and probably have a whole family. I'll believe that story. (laughs) (laughs) We can only hope, right? Because they got back right at curfew. Yeah. And her dad was like, you guys are getting married tomorrow. (laughs) 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 I just remember looking at the, the passenger in my car. I didn't even know that person. I didn't know the person in my car. Like I literally had no, I had three people in my car. I did not know. One of them, of course I knew was a friendly cause they came from the same house I was coming from. Right. Yeah. Like literally I just needed extra hands to carry drinks. And they were looking at me like, really? You're letting strangers in the car. You don't <laughs> great <laughs> <I'm>, decision. <laughs> never had to worry about that person riding with me ever again. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, yeah. So again, nothing life or death. just a lot of opportunity. I've had a lot of opportunities to help people. Um, I guess I've had some situations you could probably say that where things could, you know, were dangerous Yeah. and I went and protected people and helped people and stood watch things like that. But that's just, that's just stuff I like to do. I don't know, (laughs) man. I don't know if it gets the the heart pumping if little extra anxiety is good, but nothing as great as you guys, man. You guys are awesome. Well, I, you know, I can say, well, if you go back and, Watching another one that's a previous from a previous episode talk about like when I when I went blue lipped that night and I'd passed out I, I thank God my wife was there Laura Laura uh, if she would uh, if she were to actually come on camera I know she doesn't want to and she won't but uh, if she were to tell the story she would she would tell how she was there for me she I feel like full on she was there right where she needed to be and she saved my life she called there. the life insurance first. Yeah. <laughs> And How when much they is that said, policy out for again? When they said, <laughs> okay, when, good. When they said since he's under forty, it wasn't going to pay out more than fifty percent. She was like, ah, call the paramedics. I guess I got to get him across forty. <laughs> Put a little less poison in the oatmeal. You got to slow it down by a few weeks, okay? <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, she happened to just think quickly and, and and grab a cold washcloth, and that's what snapped me back and. I know I, 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 I didn't know what was happening. I had no idea. It was just like, uh, yeah, I, everything going dark, I guess. Yeah. And like, it wasn't like falling asleep. It wasn't like falling asleep. Cause I, th- and I, and I, they couldn't explain it because I went to the hospital. They, they were like, I have no idea. They have, they, you know, I, I won't, down any doctors, but I think a lot of times they're just professional guessers because it's like they come and they poke and they prod and they poke and they prod, but you, know, you can pay them thousands of dollars and you may not get to the end, right, Louie? That's why they operate in practices. <laughs> yeah. 
Some people practice. Some people uh, do it professionally. Some people are definitely at the top of their pro game. <laughs> doctors, eh, it's always a practice, right? If only we had a real Doctor Strange, right? <laughs> right. My, my favorite part of this is thinking that, uh, now granted, I said this and it sounds morbid. And so everyone who loves Josh, I'm sorry. Um, my, whole, my favorite part of this is like everything starts to go black. And you're like, oh man, I'm going to the afterlife. And then suddenly the the lights come on and you have this angelic Laura standing over you <laughs> coming here to save you. And you're like, I, I hope you're still alive and you're not taking me to the gates. <laughs> you're his yeah. angel. Yeah. There she goes. She chuckled. There we go. <laughs> yeah, we got her to laugh. <laughs> so uh, for those of you who can't, can't see the other side of the camera, which is everybody who's, who's watching, uh, Laura is producing this week, and that's why we keep mentioning her. Um, uh, pretty much uh, everyone is having a, a good week this week. They're they're out uh, having vacation. We're here working. Yeah, that's so we do. that's why you have to uh, share this multiple times. All the groups you're in, uh, and 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 make sure that we get all the subscribers, so that we're doing this for a reason. That we're not just uh, talking to ourselves here. Yeah, it's 75 degrees and beautiful outside in Indiana, and everyone else is having fun. Yeah, I mean we're having fun. I can't say we're not having fun. I mean, yeah, well, we're certainly having fun, but we're also working. Yeah, we are working. We are working. <laughs> it's a great job, but we're working. <laughs> <laughs> and one day, one of you could be in this chair. Yeah, certainly. Working with us. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, especially if uh, you want to add to the stable of ministers, because we're 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 looking. Uh, I had a tough time. That's why. That's why I was sitting in this chair this week. Uh, normally, I you know. I'm much more comfortable sitting where Alan's sitting, uh, but I reached out and, and everybody had their, you know, their lives going on. And I think it was meant to be though, because I, I think, uh, I think that divine inspiration of being able to tell the story of the three amigos, I couldn't have asked for better. I, I love it. I yeah. love it too. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to dig deep, but you're going to find it in the book of Joshua. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we should uh, make a movie about it. But funny, funny enough, uh, my, my middle name is Daniel. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So the book of Daniel works too. It's the book of Daniel <laughs> chapter three. Uh, but also, yeah. So um, I might, I know it might be a little soon to, to jump over to it, but uh, how do you feel about it, Owen? I think we can go ahead and dive in. I mean, we have a, we have a little bit to go here, but I mean, yeah, we have plenty to say. It seems like on the politics side, especially with this group, we have a lot to say. So let's jump right in. Splash. <laughs> yeah, it's the splash I don't want to make. Since I like I like that we led with this one, too. Uh, from the Daily Caller, superstar singer Christina Aguilera wanders around in front of children wearing a green apparatus. Now, we're not we don't think, I don't think we have to dive into that too far. Yeah, for you guys to understand. But pop star Christina Aguilera wore a Hulk inspired outfit Saturday during a Los Angeles Pride event. And um, videos of the performance were shared on Twitter and users furious of the graphic nature of her outfit. Uh, performance and songs performed at the show. Uh, she was also joined by Kim Petras, um, or Petras, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce whoever, that. Whoever that is, yeah. and who cares. To perform the song Triple X when she donned the outfit. Now, I'm going to go a little further. Usually we only go about a paragraph or so in, but... Yeah. It says the performance was advertised as an all age, all age LA Pride in the music sorry, in the park music festival. So this of course was 
from libs of TikTok as well. They yeah. made sure to note that all age, all age. Um, and with the graphic nature of the outfit, the graphic nature of the performance, we're talking Christina Aguilera. Um, how many parents are looking at their kids and going, hey, we're going to go watch a performance from Christina Aguilera. You yeah. know, you've seen her on TV. The host of The Voice, yeah. Yeah, she's she's fantastic. She's a great human being. Like, she's she's so wonderful. Right. And then you show up, you take your kids, and you see her wearing an outfit that is... Um, questionable. It, questionable, explicit, even. Um, you know, and I don't understand. I think we've talked about this before. And again, I, I again, this isn't an episode to rag on people who are uh, LGBTQ+, plus, anything like that. No. There's... there's I, I'm libertarian. These guys are definitely open-minded conservatives. I mean, yeah. you know, within reason, obviously. Yeah. We don't hate people for anything other than the, the, the things that they do against other people. Yeah. That's the only time. I don't think we hate then. We, we really are just, yeah. all three of us, we judge you harshly if you are taking the rights away from somebody else. Well, especially if you're putting something of that nature towards children. Whether you're heterosexual, homosexual, or any of those other, however many there are, sexuals. Um, children should never be uh, pushed into that uh, idealism or, or whatever it is that goes along with it. That That is reserved for adults. The the I'm going to use a, an old term here, Alan, so it might make you shudder. That's okay. Go ahead. The boudoir. Uh, <laughs> Sorry to brace myself. <laughs> The boudoir is a place uh, that is reserved for adults. Um, now, particularly, you know, uh, for those of us that are of faith, uh, a Christian faith, uh, it's it's for after marriage. Um, it allows for intimacy to get much uh, much better uh, with with the couples. Uh, it allows them to um, become truly inseparable. They uh, become one flesh. Um, and if, if you wait for that stuff, if you, if you hold that stuff off to that, till marriage, I'm telling you, it, it's, it's going to be much more meaningful. You're going to get more out of it. You're, you're going to love each other even more. Um, and not just because of the fun parts, but when it comes to children, hands off, words off, don't, don't. Present this to children at all, in all ages, show. all ages. That was the huge kicker for me was that it said all ages and they knew what kind of performance. And, and one thing I'm going to go on a rant here just real quick, not taking away from your rants, sir. They're, they're glorious. Um, but my big rant is the simple fact that you can be gay. That's okay. You can be lesbian. You can be bi, you can be trans. You can be whatever you want. Who cares? But why must you make it sexually explicit? It's okay to be two men holding hands. It's okay to be two men kissing. It's okay to go out in public together being that way, but you don't have to make it sexually explicit. This isn't, this is a, a festival. This is a month. This is a celebration of, for being gay, for, for yeah. liking who you like, loving who you lo love. You know, this isn't about, you, you can't tell me love is love and then turn that love into some sexually explicit show. That's not what it's about, right? Yeah. If we had, if, I mean, They'll say, God forbid, if we had a straight pride month, but, uh, <laughs> right. But you know, uh, what, what if they were to parade around and, you know, heterosexual things 
on a stage. Right. You know? Right. I'd say, oh, all ages can come. You'd be put in prison. Right. Or hung from a tree, one or the other. I don't know what, I, I don't know what the chat capital punishment is in, in your state, but, you know, however it goes, shot by firing squad, <laughs> you're, you're not coming out of it unscathed, you know? Well, and we uh, definitely, we've definitely seen some other instances. I mean, you know, the, the drag queens reading to children. Story and, hour, yeah. Yeah, and the city's paying thousands of dollars for that to happen. Um, the, the bars inviting families to bring their children in to, to tip um, drag queens out there dancing uh, and things like that. You know, I mean, this is just, I don't want to dive into the ether of all these different things, but I mean, grooming is definitely something that comes up. And it's yeah. just obnoxious. Like these are kids. These are kids. It's okay for, and the, the problem is the, the angle they take is we're making the kids accepting. We're making the kids grow up in an environment where they will accept everyone for who they love and how they live their lives. Well, but you're not, no. you know, if the kid's walking down the street and see two grown men holding hands and says, Hey mom or Hey dad, why are there two men grown? Two, why are there two men holding hands? You, you know, you are a woman and a man and you hold hands, but why are those two men holding hands? And then you explain to them, Hey, you know, they're gay and that's okay. They love each other, whatever. Guess what? Your kid gets that. You know, you don't need a drag queen reading a book about how your kid needs to be one of the, the alphabet crew. And definitely not explaining it in explicit detail. Exactly. And and that's what we have here with this, this, uh, the show yeah. of Christina Aguilera, whatever you want to call it. I, <laughs> uh, I, it, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't have words for it. It's just, it's just awful. Awful is probably the, the nicest word I can put on it and still feel okay about it being on, on, on this show. It's true. <laughs> In New York, they got the gay parade mm -hmm. and they they're marching. Here. They have one here too. They're marching but naked almost yep. half of them are half naked and some of them are naked and just parading. And then the family is out there watching kids with their kids watching the gay parade. What kind of parents are these, you know, taking their kids out there to that gay parade, teaching them bad things and let them see naked um, grown people. Yeah. Right. I saw a picture where, you know, and again, I know this is a family-friendly show, so I'm not going to get graphic, so please hang in there with me. Um, but I saw people dressed as as puppies, things like that, with leather puppy masks on. And I saw people put, you know, having their children walk up and pet them. These are grown men who are basically wearing leather puppy masks and, and very little else. And they're kneeling down as if they are actual puppies, and these little kids are petting them. And, you know, when... I just don't understand. I mean, first of all, you know what? And I'm not saying this from some crazy homophobic, hyper-conservative person here. I'm not. But if my child was walking down the street, and I don't care if we went down to celebrate and enjoy the parade or whatever, right? Because again, I would go down there going, hey, cool, whatever. I really don't care. You, you do you. This is a fun event, whatever. But if three or four grown men came up half naked with puppy dog masks on, and they kneeled down so my daughter could pat their head, I would kick them in their teeth. I, there yeah. even, how dare you approach my child? How yeah. dare you come in a form that would 
that would entice my child to come to you and you're a half naked man out here in the street. Right. I don't care about your sexuality at that point. I don't care about what you do in your bedroom at that point. I care about how you're affecting my child and yeah. you're affecting other children. It just turns my stomach that, you know, on both ends that parents would be like, Hey, it's okay. This is fun. And then those, those guys in that picture per se, I'm not saying those people, no. I'm saying those particular people in the picture would go, you know what? It's fun. Let's go approach children this way. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it's I'm saying? Completely if unacceptable. You, if you're going to have a parade, at least dress proper. You know, you could have your parade and yeah, get crazy, there. but dress proper. Don't be half naked or not naked in case there's kids out there watching you. Right. You know? Yeah, they don't need to see depravity. Be more respectable. Yeah. You so know? We need you to know. move Pride Month to November. <laughs> that'd yeah. cut down some of that that clothing there like we got rainbow parkas yes <laughs> rainbow parkas you're not going to stick any of those parts out outside your coat they're going to freeze yeah. well <laughs> or they might cut the glass there you rainbow. go you never know <laughs> but more importantly you wouldn't have children off school yeah. and that's what i thought you make pride month june 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 is pride month kids are fresh off school fresh out of yeah. school so these kids can attend this. They're, they're going to be bombarded. Blah. Language is hard, no matter which one it is. Um, I only speak one. It's, it's a doozy. Not a doozy, because that guy's phenomenal, too. Yeah, that guy's phenomenal. But, you know, the kids are fresh out of school. They have nothing to do except play video games and be bombarded by all the different companies who are telling them pride, 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 pride. And then you have the parades going on everywhere. Glitz, glamour, we don't really say glamour, but glitzy, sparkly. Glorify. Glorify. <laughs> they, they glorify what they're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, and I saw, I don't know, I saw like a little line from the Andy Griffith show. And I know it sounds so silly to, to go back to some old timey show like that. But I mean, literally it was like, this guy said, hey, why don't you let, why don't you let your son make his own decisions or decide what he wants to be when he grows up? And yeah. he said, hey, the world's full of, I'm paraphrasing, world's full of a bunch of shiny things. And shiny things attract children. Yeah. It's my job as a parent to make them understand the shiny things don't pay off. That yeah. long-term investment and, and moving past those things and understanding is what makes you an adult. And I want to I want to clarify some, something here real quick because I know that some of the things that have been said here may get pulled from context or we might have these little clips that, that might go out there. So just, just to clarify real quick, uh, no one at this table um, has a hate or distaste for anyone uh, homosexual or, or otherwise. As a matter of fact, if, if you were to talk to me, uh, like I would talk to you respectfully, um, then I'll love you like family member. I, I always, and I'll hug you when I see you. And, you know, as long as you're not dressed like a, uh, dog in leather, right? whatever. Um, but it, you know, if you're just coming, uh, coming to talk to me and everything, I'll treat you just, just like anybody else. And I'll still love you. I may disagree with your lifestyle. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest about that. I, I disagree with it. But I uh, I also disagree when my wife puts mayonnaise on a cheeseburger. So, <laughs> Right? That's a it's, harsh discussion. It's disgusting. Laura, you need to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's made it. She's made it an hour into the show and not, got fired, not gotten fired yet. That's yeah. pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, she's still sitting there. And don't get mad at me if I treat you what you are. If you're a man and I say, sir, you know, that's yeah. me because that's what I see you as. Yeah, right. Same thing as a woman. 
if you want to be a man, you be a man, but I'm going to treat you like a woman. And that's the way I see it, but I will respect you and I will talk to you as long as you respect me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and if you tell me, you know, you want to be called something certain, as as long as it's not out of the realm of he or she, I'll I'll be fine with that. You know, I'll call you whatever. I'll be respectful of that. Uh, Now, do I agree with it? No. And, and, and uh, I, I do encourage you to go, like I said before, go to a, a good counselor that may get you through that so that you don't feel like you need to be called something different uh, than what you were born. But because dysphoria really literally is a clinical mental illness. Yes. And it needs to be addressed and, and not saying, Hey, if you're, if you're gay, there's something wrong with you. You need to go to some camp and be turned back. It's nothing like that at all. It's just literally, this is a clinical issue and we just want to make sure that you're not, suffering from something else that's this, that this is where it's it's showing its head yeah. right i mean unlike Christina Aguilera. yeah or did this stem from traumatization from when you were a child where you were groomed into these thoughts correct i like it we all go to therapy yeah so yes so <laughs> i think we need to move on about the, i think we i think we've said enough about that yeah <laughs> and um <laughs> Let's move on to something we all like to talk about. Gasoline. Oh, Pitbull ain't rapping about it no more. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we have this my gasoline. <laughs> we have this nice little article here. It's too expensive, Eva. <laughs> and, and this one comes to us from the Post Millennial. We like them. I'm, I'm starting to like them a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. It says Exxon Mobil slams Biden in fiery letter. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys know, but Joe Biden is, is really talking a whole lot of mess about, uh, the gas companies. Cause it seems like every time he turns, turns around, he doesn't realize that every time you point the finger at somebody else, you got a bunch of fingers pointing right back at you. Yeah. So, um, you know, he, he's talking about all the gas companies and, and they're screwing people over and he wrote a nice little letter. Does that make him look like a tough guy and like he's doing something? Well, someone wrote the letter. Well, someone. <laughs> way too shaky to write. I've seen, I've seen his hands shake. Right. So uh, ExxonMobil slammed President Joe Biden in a fiery letter on Wednesday after Biden called out oil companies during a recent press conference, blaming them for rising fuel costs as, skyrock- as skyrocketing inflation rocks the nation. ExxonMobil fired back at Biden, who stated that oil companies need to work with my administration to bring forward concrete near-term solutions Hmm. hmm. That addressed the crisis. It's almost like he needs them to win something for his team yeah. um, and slam the administration's failing energy policies. In the short term, the U.S. government could enact measures often used in emergencies following hurricanes or other supply disruptions, such as waivers or of Jones Act provisions and some fuel specifications to increase supplies, the press release states. Longer-term government can promote investment through clear and consistent policy and supports U.S. resource development, such as regular and predictable lease sales, as well as streamlined regulatory approval and support for infrastructure and pipelines. Okay, so basically <laughs> they're, they're pointing out that, you know, as much as you're saying you've done everything you can possibly do, Mr. Joe Biden, um, there's still a lot you could be doing. And I have to do the whisper, right? <laughs> yeah, you got uh, to lean in and talk. whisper. <laughs> make the gas cheaper um <laughs> but now, now. <laughs> so 
you know, and I have definitely got into like federal tax on gas and local tax on gas and things like that. Um, anyway, so gas guys, I mean, you guys all have electric cars, right? We we all bought $50,000 electric cars last week, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Listen to people. Oh, yeah. yeah. One good thing about high gas Arson is down <laughs> <laughs> because it's too expensive to buy the gas. <laughs> that is fantastic. Completely invalidates the the argument that Joker had in the second Batman uh, with Christian Bale. Yeah, just wants to see the he just wants to see yeah, the world yeah. burn. Yeah, he just wants to see the world burn. He's like, you know what I like about gasoline? It's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, <laughs> I want to see the world burn, but I got to get it started. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that man piling up sticks between all the houses? <laughs> I've got I got enough gas for one fire, guys. You're just gonna have to bunch up. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have to chip in, put some money. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, I love the fact that he was. They didn't back off, you know. I mean, they were. We live in a world where so many people have, and especially corporations, have rolled over and showed their belly, and. Um, yeah. I just love the fact that he's like, I'm going to run my mouth about you and you're not going to say anything because I need someone to blame. And they're like, it's cool. You can blame Putin. He doesn't care. You can blame these people. He doesn't care. You can blame Trump. Well, you try to take, he's been deplatformed so many places. It's hard for him to tell people how much he cares. <laughs> I'll be back. But guess what? <laughs> you're going to come out and blame us. You're going to blame us. Yeah. No, no. Not yeah. when we lost all, uh, they lost, let's see. Old school Robert De Niro, right? They talking to me. Talking to me. Talking to me. Um, <laughs> right. So they, I can't find it here. I read about it yesterday. Yeah. We kept investing even during the pandemic when we lost more than $20 billion and had to borrow more than $30 billion to maintain investment, to increase capacity, to be ready for post pandemic demand. So for him to say, Oh, well, you cut supply, you cut supply. And he even tried to soften that blow. Cause he's spineless. Um, <laughs> Especially when as you watch him fall up a flight of stairs, you understand there's nothing holding his back together. <laughs> um, he tried to say, well, it's understandable. Well, you cut supply. Ooh, tough guy, tough guy, tough guy. I mean, it was understandable. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You know what? You're going to take, you're going to point fingers and stuff like that. And then you're going to try to back off. No. So they're coming out and saying, look, we invested. We took a huge loss to try to invest in getting us by. But he couldn't get by then. <laughs> That's the problem, right? So we're by now, not by now. <laughs> and so, yeah, they're trying to, they're trying to take care of this, but they you know, you got to get things online. You get yeah. things going. Well, it's a combination, right? There's a whole, there's a lot of factors. There really are. There isn't just, one route here. Yeah. There's so many things that come into play here, but bottom line is if, if this administration would just stop attacking the oil industry, stop attacking fossil fuels, uh, Pete Buttigieg, I haven't, I haven't seen him on TV. Have you seen Buttigieg? Judge on any oh, he's got a, he's got a baby to raise somehow some way. I don't know. A, the czar of transportation, but I don't see him anywhere. And he, this is his month. Yeah, he, it's yeah, Pride Month. Where is he? Yeah, certainly. And you know, he, he told told us all to buy an electric car and then drop the mic and walked away. And he's like, "Sir, this is not a mic drop moment because we can't afford an electric car. If we could all afford an electric car, I think we would have already all made the jump. You know, if it, yeah. if it was just easy to go down to the electric car store and go." Here's 50 bucks. I'll take my electric car and go home. We would have done it. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is America. I believe in capitalism. It'd be fantastic. I'll have 50. a trade in. If it, yeah. was a, if it was a better product. Yeah, it was <laughs> capitalism. It was a be, if, it was, if it were a better product, 
if I didn't have to sit for an hour and a half while it charged um, yeah. at a random gas station or, or Walmart off the highway. But yeah. you know, on, on top of that, though, I mean, I, here's the thing, guys. And I don't know how many times, uh, how many, how much of any of this you've read into. As a country, we like to have everything nice and clean and pretty. Mm-hmm. And we are, we like to be eco-friendly and green. Absolutely. Right? Well, that's, that's what we like. To, we like to have those values because we are a virtue signaling culture. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, some of us way more than others. But. Like when wearing we, your mask in your car alone. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, or all of your stickers and, and yeah. Facebook um, insignias and such. But here's the thing. Sure. We can make it green here and we can drive electric cars. That's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Where do you think all that comes from? What do you think it takes to make a battery? What do you think it takes to get lithium, cobalt, nickel from the earth? I mean, sure, it takes diesel vehicles to dig that out, but you're going to go get that from someplace else. We're not going to mine that here. It's going to come from Russia. It's going to come from Asia. It's going to come from places like that. And when they dig those things up, those hard earth metals, those, those heavy earth metals that are poisonous leach into the air. I believe they do that in Africa as well, right? Uh, yes, they do. Actually, you're right. They leach into the air. They leach into the water supply. It kills animals. It kills people. I mean, we saw Samsung had an issue. It's pretty. They kept it quiet, where they had a small Asian community, a little village, uh, putting putting together by hand their lithium batteries, assembling their batteries by hand, no gloves, um, in a small little hut. And they were paying these women an astronomical amount of money to do it compared to what other people in the area get paid. And so these women, they had women by the drove showing up. And then these women all started, all started developing cancer, like crazy amounts of cancer all through, all through their bodies. And so basically a whole village lost a whole generation of women because, because of the dollar, right? The, the evil almighty dollar that Americans can throw elsewhere. So think about that. Think about that. We are a country that exports our trash. Okay. You see our landfills and you're like, okay, that's our trash, right? Our trash magically disappears. We're a country that sticks our trash on a barge and pays countries in, in Asia to take our trash and pile it up somewhere. Think about that. Because we want to walk out and we want to be like, hey, look, we're clean, we're green, we're fantastic, we're good people. But we breathe the same air and we have the same water. The same water has been on earth this entire time. The same air, while it does change, we breathe it, we put out CO2, trees breathe in CO2, kick out oxygen. We all have to, to live on this earth. And no matter where we're making it dirty, we're making it dirty. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think the earth will correct itself. I think, uh, you know, at, at some point, uh, like George Carlin said, uh, you know, well, I mean, before we get to that, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, God said in, in the book of Revelation, he said it's going to it's going to come in the form of fire. It's going to he's going to he's going to torch this place. But, uh, you know, the earth is going to shake us like a bad case of fleas. Uh, is what, what George Carlin said. Just it was here. It was here before us. It'll be here after us. It'll just shake us off like a bad case of fleas. And yeah. So apocalypse, what a mic drop, <laughs> right? So the, the next thing, you know, the next time you want to virtue signal or tell me that I have to stop driving my Dodge Durango cause it's got a 5.7 liter V8. Don't cause I'm going to do what I want to do. Cause I like it and I understand exactly how the world works. And, like I said, it was here before us. It's going to be here after us. It's, I don't, I'm not making that difference by, as an individual. It has to happen on a large scale. 
Well, and even then, if you look at a lot of studies, studies have shown that a lot of modern vehicles, modern vehicles that are designed to meet EPA regulations, um, from the construction to the degradation and eventual um, destruction of said vehicle, they actually produce less pollutants with a gasoline engine, with a combustion engine, than just creating the lithium-ion batteries and disposing of the lithium-ion batteries in its lifetime. Not to mention, if you're so worried about, you know, our fossil fuels. Yeah. Imagine filling up that, uh, charging that car over this lifetime using those coal plants, right? Yeah. yeah. What I would like to know is, if it's going to cost us more to charge those batteries with electric, or would it be better with gasoline? I think they're going to cost us more. Well, yeah, think about it, right? I mean, anything that there's more demand on, it's going to go up. So right now they're like, oh, this is cleaner. And just think it's electricity. You just plug it in at your house. You just plug it in. You just plug it in. Just plug it in. Our electricity <laughs> goes up in the summer, doesn't it? Because we're all running air conditioning. Yeah. So but just powering this studio, it, it my, my electricity bill is, is, is much higher than it used to be. Just powering the studio uh, so, a week in and week out every month. I'd, right. So then your neighbor gets a studio. That neighbor gets a studio. The other neighbor gets a studio and then we're still number one. So it doesn't really matter that we have competition in the same neighborhood. But anyway, we'll shake the haters off like <laughs> because you guys are going to subscribe and share. <laughs> but, but if everybody has a Tesla sitting in their driveway and I'm saying Tesla, cause unlike Joe Biden, I, I do understand which cars are better when we're talking about electric vehicles. <laughs> um, we're like, push Ford and Chevy. Hey, I have nothing against them. Their electric cars suck. So, <laughs> But unless they decide to start sponsoring us, then maybe they're amazing. Eh, you throw a bow. We can throw a bow tie on this. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that, that's the problem. If we all started charging cars and we'd all be draining electricity uh, as supplies dwindle or as they have to upgrade to give us the upgrade the grid and stuff like that, the electricity is going to go up. So now what are we paying? And, and I, I wish I had the breakdown in front of me, but a lady actually showed exactly how much it costs for her to drive a mile with her electric car. Like how much it costs her each month to charge her electric car. And it didn't really, it didn't, I mean, right now the gas is like 525 here. It would have been a savings, but it's still like almost $4, a gallon. If you worked out the energy for her electric car, it was like 375 or something like that. So it's easy to get gas. I don't care what they say. In America, it's easy to get gas down below 375. Yeah. It, it's not rocket science. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Another thing that uses uh, fossil fuels. Fossil fuels. Do, do you want to explore the outer, uh, the thing called uh, outer space? Uh, yeah. Uh, we're going to need uh, fossil fuels for that. It's going to need a lot more. It's going to need a big boost of electricity to get there. <laughs> see an electric rocket going. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and what you not gotta, in my lifetimes anyway. And what you got to think is that these people, Biden, Nancy, all of them got stuck in these cars. So they want you to buy them. Right. You know, so yeah. you, all you're going to do is make them richer. Nancy doesn't have stock in that. Her husband, husband does. does. He's a smart <laughs> investor. One of the best. And once he dies, <laughs> she gets it all. I'll never forget. I was buying and selling uh, stocks like crazy there during the whole lockdown. I'm not going to say it's COVID because it was lockdown. Lockdown. Um, that, there's there's COVID, which is a an illness. And then there's lockdown, which is a, a mental issue that was given to us by the government. Anyway, yeah. um, so... I remember like buying and selling stocks. And then I remember um, the day he came out and Biden 
came out and said something about, you know, making so many vehicles, the fleet for the federal government electric by X year. Right. Okay. And then suddenly uh, Nancy Pelosi's uh, drunk, I mean, husband um, <laughs> made a ton of money because the night before he bought the day before he bought a ton of stock and Tesla and things like that. But uh, they, they don't have any insider trading or anything. No inside information whatsoever. Ooh, not at all. Speaking of. They run in the family, you know that. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, you know, I don't, you know, uh, I wonder what he was. He was driving a Porsche, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. He was driving a Porsche. You know, he could have gotten drunk in wine country and gotten his Tesla and had it autopilot him home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the irony. Yeah. Um, could you see Nancy Pelosi's husband driving any less? <laughs> She said that she had no part in it, but I think I think she was at home making this little hand motion here. Right. <laughs> skinner, 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 skinner. Oh my gosh, that's enough to make a man go out and drink. Um, <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing? I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. I gotta be drunk. Um, invest in some stocks." I'm totally <laughs> listening to my wife. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man, you don't know if wine country is where he was drinking, or wine country is just her talking. Um, so. <laughs> So the, like the, the teacher on peanuts, <laughs> but her face isn't moving. Yeah, after, after a few <laughs> bottles, he's just leaning back. Yeah. This point, her skin sagging so much it doesn't actually move to make noise. Um, just a sharp hay. Just a sharp hay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whew. jeez. Um, wow. Absolutely. So Democrats aren't. Well, sorry. I should I should preface this by saying. Maybe Nancy Pelosi isn't going to be a big deal for too much longer because <laughs> Democrats aren't taking their Texas special election loss well. Now, this was a special election, so it's only until November of this year. Yeah. But still, we'll take them where we can get them, um, especially when we have smart people in good positions. After Republican Myra Flores won the special election for Texas's 34th congressional district, flipping the, the Democrat-run district, that covers a portion of the Rio Grande Valley and uh, sorry, Democrats are apparently not doing well after winning her election on Tuesday night. Flores tweeted that her campaign started the red wave yeah. that's been building ahead of November's general election. You and could have seen that coming, right? Huh? And <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a wave anymore. Uh, and Democrats are apparently realizing just how big that red, that red wave may be. You know, I don't, I'm not going to dig all the way into this, but the simple fact that she just took that, I mean, it wasn't even close. Well, not only that, but because it was uh first Republican candidate to win in that district since uh, I think it was 1901 or something like that. It was the 1980. It was like oh, early no. 1900s. Now you're going to make me dig into early, the early 1900s. So I, I don't know if it's in that article or not, but uh, yeah, early 1900s, first Republican candidate, not only that, but uh, Latina. Yeah. Yeah. Mexican born, born, born in Mexico. Yeah. Came here. Her, uh, her family were, they were farm workers. Yeah. She did um, it the right way. Right. Naturalized citizen. But I mean, that's, that's one thing that we're seeing a lot of, right? So like, it, can I, can I say it? Can I say it on your show? Can I say it on your show? The tagline, <laughs> but that's what Democrats are really looking at, right? That's their, their bread and butter is, is trying to convince people who, whose uh, ancestors came from closer to the equator that, that everybody who has uh, who, who believes in the red part of this portion is against them. Right. But you see a lot of hardworking people come 
here from South America and Mexico and Central America and so, yeah, Central America. And they, and they get told that you need to be a Democrat. You need to be a Democrat. You need to be a Democrat because we're giving you things. But at the end of the day, your work ethic, your culture, your values all align with being Republican. And that's why you generally see like the first generation comes across and they're Democrats because they're being handed the things that they need. Right. I mean, they're getting established. They're just happy to be here. And then the next generation grows up and says, you know, I watched my parents work hard for what they had. And then those values don't necessarily align with the blue side of the spectrum. That's why you see a lot of Democrats jumping ship here lately. AOC is the, that chick? I don't know. Last time I checked, she was a horse. <laughs> is it <laughs> AOC? Uh, a- uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez yes. is from New York. Yeah. yeah. Derby they, contestant. They asked her, will you vote for Biden again? And she said, well, I don't know. We have to check things out and see what we come to. They asked her again, and she said the same thing. She don't even know if she's going to vote for him again. She's ready to jump ship herself. Well, that's what CNN has, MSNBC has. And the polls came out, and I think maybe you and I were talking about the other night, maybe yeah. not. And when the polls came out a couple of days ago and showed that, like, an overwhelming amount of Americans, almost like 74%, and don't quote me on that, but it's something around 74% of Americans polled, and this wasn't just Fox News, um, said that they're over it. Like, they're done with Biden. He he has taken us down the wrong path because everyone's feeling the pressure. But um, that's still crazy. There's still 26% going, I believe I'm riding with Biden. Uh, <laughs> it's it's on E, but I'm riding with Biden. I, I think the, those are just dead people that they polled and they were like, I'm just going to mark you down as riding with Biden Yeah. while they're looking at the gravestone and just marking it. I, I think that's how they polled. That's, that's the only explanation I can think of. It's the only reason I could think that anybody yeah. would still be yeah, if not you were, saying let's go, Brandon. If you thought you were riding with Biden, you're walking more than he's talking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, it's, it's nuts. But, but so as these poll, as this poll came out and basically just announced to the world, people are tired of it. People are over it. Uh, people are tired of the the finger pointing. They're tired of the lies. Um, welcome to the set. A fly, apparently. A fly has decided to jump in here. A fourth member. Very, uh, right? Very <laughs> strong feelings against uh, Democrats, apparently. So, yeah, and even the fly's going, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have to fly everywhere. I can't drive anywhere. I used to get in cars and just go places. <laughs> I was an ant in my last life. <laughs> and now people are worried about me dragging on their fuel economy. They open their window immediately and kick me out. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's, but once that poll came out, everybody flipped. Every start, everybody started flipping. You know, um, a lot of institutions, very hardline democratic institutions started flipping and saying, hey, no, we got to, this guy is not the right way. This isn't the right way. We need someone who's like Obama. We need someone who can change the change this country and, and bring this country together like Obama. They're still not saying, you know, hey, let's go red, but yeah, um, they're trying to push DeSantis as far down as possible. I know I said this last week, but it, it, it does bear repeating. You know, Bob Dylan said, I don't have to put my finger in the air to know which way the wind's blowing. That's fair. Yeah. And, and I think they're all realizing it's like, oh, <laughs> all the let's go Brandon flags are flapping this way. <laughs> Uh, even Rachel Maddow was like, uh, maybe I should jump on board that ship. Uh, I really don't want to get canceled. So yeah, maybe just the eyes above the water thing for her. But, uh, and that was nuts to me. He <laughs> told me that I didn't catch that. Um, 
all I know is I heard her talking pretty negatively about um, the right and uh, the conservatives mm-hmm. one day, and then the poll dropped, and then the next day, apparently, she was... The very next day. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The cat came back the very next day. Oh, my gosh. I was going day. <laughs> The polls say you've been getting lower. <laughs> right. I think yeah. it's 33 now. What is it? Oh, is approval no. rating? Oh, it, yeah. I, I don't it's even know performing. how they get an approval rating. I really don't. I don't know. I mean, I know that it's uh, anecdotal, but I don't know any individuals that still believe. In Biden. It's like. It's like believing in uh, a fictional character at this point. Like, right? it's just I've seen more proof of Chupacabra this last week than I've seen of Biden <laughs> as a decent president. You know, I think I saw uh, a strange picture from Texas. Seriously, it was very, very awkward. Dude, I, I, I as weird as this may sound, I'm a big believer in Bigfoot myself, so I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that there is something. That <laughs> hey, but he is tired of hearing all this talk about reckless spending. He's changing lives here. You know, I think this fly might have been the one that was landing on uh, Mike Pence. Mike Pence. Mike Pence's fly. He just hit me in the forehead. Mike, come get your fly. Come <laughs> get your fly. We're over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! No more. Uh, no more. Mike Pence. That, you are. You are a skilled man, sir. He's a fly killer from way back. Yeah, right. I used to be faster. For those of you who are on audio and, and you hear us talking about this fly coming around in the studio. Louis just managed to catch it with his thumb against a water bottle. It was incredible, man. <laughs> it was like watching Bruce Lee. Right. <laughs> or Karate Kid with the chopsticks. Yeah. But he literally just, I don't even know how you got there. It was just done. But anyway, we're, we're amazed. you Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> <laughs> but episode 24 in the books. Yes. I think we're knocking on the door of it. Um, anything you guys want to add before we close it for the evening? I don't think we can go into prayer. Yeah, prayers. All right, let's do it to it. We're out of time, too. Oh, time doesn't matter. It's all relative. It's all relative. (laughs) Father God, we want to thank you for this uh, chance to have uh, this fellowship and and, and being able to put this podcast together for for another week. And and I want to thank you uh, for the good good friends, uh, Alan and Louie here, uh, and and everyone else involved in in this podcast. and, and I want to pray that they're, they're having a lovely time out there while we're working in here. <laughs> Ooh, it's a kidney shot. <laughs> but I, I truly, I truly do mean that I, I pray that they are having a good time and, and they're enjoying their families and, and, and having good fellowship and, and hopefully get some good food uh, as well. And uh, I, I want to thank you for um, putting us all in the right places that we needed to be this week. Uh, it was, it was quite a week. I know for myself, um, but uh, I think for these two gentlemen here with me and, and, I, and I thank God for them and we can have these three amigos here uh, and I hope to do it for many, many more weeks, many, many more years if we can, uh, getting your word out there, getting the, your values out there and certainly talking smack about the Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that opportunity, Lord. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 So thank you for joining us this week. Um, these wonderful people here with me here. Uh, this opportunity that I've had, I appreciate it. And right over here, our good friend and host of Rodriguez Rants. Thank you. Thank you. Louis, you're amazing. Appreciate you, sir. Likewise. You're a normal host over here. 
Just normal. Who's anything but normal, to be honest with you. <laughs> He's fantastic even. Uh, Josh, appreciate you, man. Thanks for giving me this opportunity. Thank you for stepping up. Hey, I do what I can. We are Revolver. Yeah. That's right. And you earned yourself a job tonight, too, because I think I'm just going to have you read articles from now on because – I always Biden stammer through them and, and you've read them flawlessly. <laughs> so I think I may just, I may just lean on you for that in future weeks. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> fine with me. And I am your special guest host. Who's not going to announce who I am just yet because I'm going to tell Laura back here who has uh, made this all possible. Thank you, Laura. Yes, really appreciate you. you. I thank cannot you, believe you made it an hour and a half plus without getting fired. Um, <laughs> and for also dealing with us <laughs> <laughs> and everyone at home uh we appreciate you i'm your special guest host alan mcfarland from laughing libertarian and uh that's episode 24 in the books everybody have a great week again like subscribe share bring all your friends in enjoy a laugh with us and uh hopefully a good talk yeah we'll see you next week or actually sorry next week next week next yep. week next yes week. thanks bye bye